Welcome to the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This episode is brought to you by the kind sponsorship from NoiseAware. NoiseAware is an easy-to-use preventative noise monitoring solution that is wire-free and completely weatherproof with the option of interior and exterior sensors. Listen in for the mid-episode break where we will answer another question about NoiseAware. Let's get started. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Well, thank you, Mike. And in today's episode, I am talking to Brittany Blackman of Breathe Easy Rentals in Destin, Florida. Brittany came to my attention mainly because of her amazing contributions to the Facebook group, the Business of Short-Term Rentals and Property Management. She asks a ton of questions. She helps other people out. And in general, just demonstrates her passion for this industry. So I wanted to talk to Brittany about her experience in short-term rentals, property management, and how her company is going and what she can teach the rest of us about doing this business right. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information, and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. Always delighted to be back with you on yet another snowy day, 2021. Can't believe it's 2021. Do you know, it actually doesn't seem any time at all since I was sitting on London Bridge at the Millennial, you know, on January the 1st, 2000 or as it went into January the 1st, 2000. Quite crazy. I don't know where the time goes. Since then, I moved to Canada, started a company, wrote a book, became a little bit involved in the vacation rental industry. And uh, yeah, you've probably all heard the story. Yeah, it doesn't seem like 21 years ago now. But hey, I wonder what my guest today was doing 21 years ago. I've got a feeling that she wasn't doing anything in vacation rentals because she is very young to be owning her own property management company and being such a great contributor to the community. She has massive passion for this business. And I know she's more than delighted to come along and share that passion with you. Tell you why she went from being an employee of a vacation rental company to starting her own and becoming a unique property management company in her area. So without further ado, let's move on over to my discussion with Brittany Blackman of Breathe Easy Rentals. Well, I'm here this afternoon with Brittany Blackman from Breathe Easy Rentals of Destin, Florida. Welcome, Brittany. Thank you so much for joining me. Awesome. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. As I ask everybody, particularly this time of year, what's the weather like in Destin? It's a little chilly, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> we're in like the 40s or 50s, but I think that's better than some other parts of the world. Um, it's very nice with the sunshine, though, so I'll take it. Yeah, we're about at 20-something. And it's snowing 
and all I can see outside is snow. So, nope. <laughs> no, but you don't. You don't get to go and go cross country skiing like I do. Three times a week, I'm out cross country skiing, and it's absolutely oh, just beautiful. I'll stick with building sandcastles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I'm convincing myself. I should be in <laughs> Gulf Shores, Alabama, right at this time. This is you know, that, that that is my place for the winter. But for a number of reasons, I can't quite figure out. I can't be there this year. <laughs> Oh, hopefully at the end of 2021. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. We're booked in from November through April next year, nice. this year. So yes, I don't want to, I don't want to wish anything away, <laughs> no. but when I look forward to next year and where will I be this time next year, it will probably be on a beach somewhere, which would be lovely. Perfect. So, so you're on, you're not originally from Destin though, are you? I'm not. I'm originally from North Georgia. Whereabouts? A small town called Chatsworth, right next to Dalton, uh, which is carpet capital of the world. Oh, wow. Did not know that. I mean, I know things like Dothan, the peanut capital mm-hmm. of the world. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yes. But you have a good carpet, reason to move. But you have a carpet capital too. That's that's very, very good. Yes. <laughs> So yeah, I didn't haven't done a huge amount of driving through Georgia. We've uh, except we try and avoid Atlanta at all costs when we're driving south, and and we've taken that route from Chattanooga going down. I can't remember what the name of the road is, but it um, it sort of stays well to the west of Atlanta and goes all the way down through places like Columbus. Does that make okay? Yeah, I'm trying to think of the places it goes through. Anyway. It's beautiful, beautiful state. But you're now in Florida, which is also a beautiful state. How did you get into the vacation rental business, though? Uh, so when I originally moved to Florida from Georgia, uh, I was doing door-to-door sales. And that was real fun. Uh, never knew when literally your next paycheck for the next day was going to come from. So Moved on from that, did um, photography down on the harbor when the fishing boats would come in from their charters. Uh, I would take their pictures and try to sell them pictures of their catch. And um, that was fun while it lasted, but it also wasn't a career. It wasn't, you know, that that lifelong goal. So I didn't have a lifelong goal, but I knew that that wasn't it either. So I uh, found a opportunity at a management company. I had no idea what vacation rentals were, mind you, but uh, found an open position for reservations and hopped in and nine and a half, almost 10 years later, here I am. That's amazing. So first of all, what did you sell door to door? Oh, it, these crazy packages. They would, uh, this company would go to like new businesses, spas or restaurants, and they would have these little discounts and, you know, different things. And so I would be going to businesses or personal, you know, homes trying to say, hey, there's this new spa, these new different packages or restaurant, whatever. It was difficult. <laughs> I, oh, I remember it well. I remember, I mean, going back many, I mean, this is a lot of years ago, <laughs> back in England. And I, one of my very first jobs was going door to door selling catalogs, you know, like the old <laughs> Sears catalog. Nice. And no, it wasn't. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Trying to get people to buy stuff out of catalogs. Yeah. All those years ago, but I'm, you know, it's it's an experience we all need to have the door to door bit because really yes. that that's you, you must have taken 
things that you learned out of that job and out of the photography job that you're now using in your current role? Absolutely. Yeah. Just, uh, talking to humans, there's an art to it. And, uh, we'd like to think we can all do it the right way and know how to sell things. But until your paycheck really depends on, on you selling that spa package at the next door or selling the photography, you know, packages to the guys that just came in from fishing until your paycheck really depends on it. You don't know what it's like to sell and have to communicate with people that way. So there's definitely a lot. I think that I did take from both of those positions, even in vacation rentals. So, so do you consider yourself a natural salesperson? Ooh, natural. I don't know. Salesperson. Yes. If I believe in it, um, you know, I, I can't just sell anything, but if I believe in the spirit and believe in the product, um, then I definitely think I could sell ice to an Eskimo. Yes. <laughs> well, yes. Cause you know, we, we, we have this, this unique sales position that we have because we have to sell to our two two sets of clients we've sell to our guests and we've also got to sell the concept of us managing a property to our new owners now how long has breathe easy been in business Ooh, uh, so we're brand new uh, i started breathe easy in september of 2020 uh, so just to confirm yes that was during the middle of the pandemic that is definitely when I decided to start my own business. So uh, definitely fresh out in the new. And how many, how many properties have you got now? I'm up to seven properties. Seven. Perfect. In my company, we're, we're around about 150 at the moment. We, we fluctuate at one point. We're up at 200. But like many companies, we've dropped a bundle of them over the past year. People deciding they don't want to rent anymore. They don't want to get involved in strangers coming into their house anymore. How do your um, how do your owners feel about renting during the pandemic? I'll be honest. Um, I think the Florida Panhandle is its own country of its <laughs> own at this point. <laughs> so uh, the owners that I've worked with, uh, we all are on the same page, and we we want to make money. Uh, we are very blessed to be a drive-to destination. Thank goodness our governor finally opened us up back in, in May. So we've been open, you know, for a while now since the COVID outbreak. So, you know, really, honestly, my owners have just said, you know, make sure you're paying special attention to the high traffic touch points, you know, make sure the bedding is clean between each day. And other than that, you know, it's, it's the same kind of cleanliness that we should have had before COVID existed anyways. Yeah, absolutely. When you, st- I, I know that when I started, it was really tough to find that first owner, the first person that was going to, to say, yes, I will hand my property over to you. I, you know, I know there's a ton of other property management companies out there that are bigger. They've been around for decades, but no, you, the brand new one, I'm going to give you the opportunity. How did you get your first couple of owners on board? There were a few that I had worked with in the past. Uh, so they, you know, we had that relationship. They've been with me for years before at a previous company. Um, so that that was a, a couple of them. And then the others, I knew that starting out, I needed to get into the local atmosphere. I needed to get my friends and family and the local community to know who I was. Um, so that's really what my biggest focus was uh, and still is, honestly, at this point, is just making sure I have community involvement, continuing to involve the locals and my friends. And so 
funny enough, you know, that's where a handful of, you know, my other properties have come from is just local recommendations. My friend saying, Hey, we know that Brittany's busting her rear end over there. You know, she works super hard. She's great. Um, and that, you know, that was a great introduction. I don't really like doing sales, like advertising, Mm -hmm. um, trying to get business that way. I'd much rather it be word of mouth if possible. Yeah, but it, it it is difficult. And I know it's a question that I often get from people saying, I want to break in to property management, but and it's, it's just so hard, that first step out there. And certainly, you know, once you get up to where you are now, then it do, do you think it's becoming easier for you now? It is. You know, I think if, if I were talking to somebody who who needed to take that first step, needed to get that first or second or third owner, you know, it's scary, but I think community involvement is your first step. Getting your name out there, getting people to recognize who you are and your work ethic. You know, and it's still hard. Like I have properties in Miramar Beach and Destin, Florida, but I really want to get into 30A a little bit. And, you know, kind of what you're saying, like I've got these other markets now I want to try to get in there. And and it is hard, um, but you just have to keep that brand recognition. You got to keep putting your name out there, you know, being involved in the community and slowly it'll it'll come around. So what makes you unique? How, how are you going to stand out from the competition? Because certainly down 30A, there's, there's plenty of competition there. <laughs> No doubt. <laughs> Every it's kind of funny. Like I thought I knew a lot of the companies and as I'm doing this on my own, I find more companies every day uh, in the area. So, uh, you know, I think for me, I want to stay small and focus on that human element. You know, one thing I learned during COVID was that everything sometimes gets so systematic and we get so reliant on technology and our systems and our processes that we kind of forget to interact with our owners. We forget to interact with our guests and Mm -hmm. COVID was an emotional roller coaster. We all had to reconnect and, and bring that human element back. And so, you know, that's where my passion is. It's what I love to do is, is communicate with people. Let me figure out, you know, why are you coming? Have you ever been here? What do you need help with? And, you know, again, me being small, I think that's where I'm going to be able to shine because a lot of the companies around here, have gotten bigger. They, they operate so systematically and on processes and operations, which is good. Um, but they, they don't have that personal touch. They don't have, you know, the guests texting back and forth. Hey, did you get checked in? Okay. How is everything? You know, they lose a lot of that. And that's what I want to get back to. I love, I love that part of this industry. That's, that's a great way to look at it. I, I see it from you seeing it from another perspective. We've been looking at new property management systems. And we've been to some of the big companies where you get all the bells and whistles and all the sales talk. And you know that the moment that you hand over the money, they hand you over to somebody else. (laughs) And then all that lovely chummy stuff is gone. And now you're into an onboarding process. And it is a process. It's a system and it probably works really, really well. We've actually, we're actually going for a company that is smaller and that hasn't been around as long. But because we know that the people dealing with us in the onboarding stage are exactly the same people that talked us through the demo, that makes me as a, as a client feel that I am going to be nurtured. And, and yes, I think you're right. You know, these, these, the larger companies, 
uh, larger property managers do what they do extremely well, but it is processes and systems. And it's like, you know, we'll put you through the sausage machine and your income will come out at the other end. <laughs> and, and maybe, I mean, it's something that, you know, as, as a company with 150 properties, we have to go back to occasionally and just remind ourselves that we don't want to be that type of company. We want to be your type of company and sort of retain what we started with. So, and I'm sure you will do exactly that as you grow. Do you have, what, what, uh, what employees do you have right now? Well, it is me, myself, and I, uh, <laughs> and, uh, my amazing husband, uh, he is very supportive, helps me when he can. He's going to be my maintenance man and <laughs> helps me a lot with the onboarding because that is the hardest part, you know, is, is getting that property on, getting everything the way you need it to for your systems. So um, other than that, it's me working 12, 14 hours a day. So what did you learn? I mean, you were, you were nine years with another company. So you sort of honed your skills through working with them. So you started as a reservationist. Did you move through different parts of the company and come out with a lot of varied skills? Yes. So let's see. When I started, it was a few months later. Um, well, let me go backwards. Actually, when I first started, uh, the operations manager at the time left within weeks of me starting. And so at the time, the owners were there and we just started picking up pieces and, uh, all right, you know, the business can't, you know, can't fail. And, um, so I quickly stepped into office manager and then, um, operations manager, I would say within the first year and, you know, how it is in this industry, operations manager means, you know, one of like 25 million things on your resume, you know, so, so definitely over the years learned a lot, what to do, what not to do. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think keeping keeping yourself organized, um, you know, even as a small company, I'm my only employee. I have to keep myself incredibly organized. Otherwise, guests and owners will see that. And I can't let that happen. As I continue to grow and eventually get my first employee, again, keeping that organization um, and that structure is very important. So, you know, I think in, in our industry, there's so many obstacles that can pop up that you still need to have you know, your procedures and your processes somewhat streamlined. So that way, as these obstacles do come up, you're not trying to figure everything out at one time and it's mass chaos. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm assuming you don't do the changeovers and cleaning yourself. You have employees for that? <laughs> I do outsource that. Yes, yes. So um, I uh, am crazy though and still like to be super involved. So I am the one um, packing the bags, uh, taking the bags to the properties, um, bringing all the dirties and everything, getting that to laundry. Um, that is a big hurdle, I guess. Uh, you could say here in the panhandle, you know, is is getting the cleaners can to get them in a situation where they can knock out what they need to knock out with your high expectations and then getting laundry to do what they need to do um, and getting your stuff turned around. So I'm, I'm definitely very, very hands-on on that part of the process. And, you know, just seeing what amenities are being used, you know, are the towels being used? Maybe they're not, maybe I don't need to put as many, you know, while I'm small and, and young in a sense with this, I can kind of put that special attention to it to really hone in on what I should be leaving in the properties, more of, less of stuff like that. Yes. And, uh, you know, relying on third parties is, is always you know, a little bit of a challenge, a gamble perhaps. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> Very well said. <laughs> As we call it that. You know, the, the, there's yep. all sorts of expressions that you can use, but a challenge is one that we – it's a challenge today. It's not a, it's not a monumental – yeah, no. And, I, you know, I mean, I think to that point, you know, always having a plan B in place, you know, like I, I know several cleaning companies in the area. So while I've got two sisters that own their own companies, I pray everything works perfectly, you know, but if something happens, I need to have that, mm-hmm. that plan B, um, you know, with maintenance while my husband's going to help me as much as he can, I have to have a plan B. And so, you know, with that, I've already made connections with other cleaning companies, with other maintenance companies. And these people know my name, they know my business, they know what I'm doing. Um, so that way when push comes to shove, if I need them, I already have a relationship built with them and it's not just some random stranger calling them freaking out that you need something. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, friends, family, always good to have on hand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> We've, I, I, I remember years ago and trying to, when I was m- trying to manage properties here and I was still in England <laughs> and uh, my sister was over here. Um, that's that here is in Ontario and mm-hmm a guest arrived at a property and the owner had decided that he wasn't going to provide anything, not a thing, but he hadn't told us. So there were no towels. I mean, we're, t- we're talking nearly 20 years ago. So it was in a time when places were pretty dire, <laughs> but this guy, you know, it's, it was in winter and he called, he called up the number that we had here in Ontario and said, there's, you know, we've just arrived. It's eight o'clock in the evening. We've got no towels. Like, oh, right. And we've got six feet of snow outside. And I was able to get hold of my sister who lived probably about 20 miles away and say, have you got any towels? <laughs> yes, she said, I've got some towels. Can you just put them in the back of your car and take them up to this, this property? So it took her an hour to get there to drop these towels off. But we did have a happy guest and, uh, and an owner who didn't stay with us very long after that. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, but but you live and learn everything. Everything. I'm sure you agree. Everything is is a is a learning point. Just, yes, I have said it so many times. I don't think a book could have ever taught me what the experience has in this industry. Absolutely. There's no book out there. <laughs> yeah, we're going to come back and talk about uh, technology and marketing in a minute. But I just want to take a, a few minutes out to have another word from our sponsor, Noiseaware. And Michael Golden's going to be answering another question about the product. So, so talking about keeping communities happy, NoiseAware is sort of an integral part of the Rent Responsibly movement. And this is all about community relations. So can you give me an example of how the use of NoiseAware can improve those relations? Absolutely. Uh, Cities care about two things. One is, are they collecting taxes on it? And that problem has largely been solved. And two, are the constituents happy about the activity? And the three biggest complaints short-term rentals get, number one is noise, number two is parking, number three is trash. And with NoiseAware, the average noise event without any intervention is about 56 minutes. The top customers of Noiseware are solving noise in under 15 minutes. So if you're able to stop noise within the matter of one or two songs, maybe a queen song, if it's nice and long, 
um, then you're, you're getting rid of that problem as a whole. People don't get too upset about small noise issues. They get upset about noise that's hammering on for nearly an hour. And when you have tools like NoiseWare to be able to stop it, then again, the community is going to be in a much better place and, and be that much more welcoming to short-term rental. Well, thank you, Michael Goldin from NoiseAware answering that question. So back to Brittany at Breathe Easy Rentals. And, you know, we've just been talking to Michael Goldin from NoiseAware about technology, about NoiseAware. I just wanted to know what um, technology platforms you're actually using that's making your business more effective and easier to manage. Absolutely. So I do use Escapia as my rental software. Um, that's just who I've had the longest experience with. So going out on my own, I needed something that was easy. I didn't need to spend time or didn't have the time to spend figuring out a whole new software. So I do use Escapia. And then um, as far as more on like the day-to-day operations, um, I use Breezeway. Absolutely love Breezeway. And then a newer company that I've stumbled across and I'm just, I don't know how I survived without them. Uh, touch day guidebook. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> um, they, uh, they were amazing. So, um, it's been super easy to set up the guides and um, the guests love it. The owners absolutely love them. Um, so touch day has been huge for me. And then I think the third one, um, you know, you asked if I had any employees and I kind of joke around uh, while I don't have anybody else on the payroll. Um, I've actually um, partnered with Explory and do their free activities and they have a cool new Alexa software program. Not sure the right word to say there, um, but a new Alexa thing that they're doing uh, where the Alexas are actually getting programs specific to each vacation rental. Um, so they, it has the different local recommendations. I can tell people over Alexa what the Wi-Fi password is and things like that. So, um, you know, Alexa, in my eyes, is my first employee being able to kind of buffer a lot of those quote unquote silly questions that are coming in straight from the guests and the rental properties. Oh, it's a bit like my home, my my, my house, because my husband thinks Google Home is one of our employees. <laughs> so he will ask Google the question before he asks me. <laughs> but people are getting more used to this. You know, they, 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 they are. are. They, you know, they, they, Alexa, tell me this. Alexa, tell me that. Or, hey, Google, do this. And as I just said, hey, Google, I can hear it upstairs <laughs> saying, is there anything I can help you with? Which is a bit, which is a bit spooky, actually. But uh, yeah, we love Breezeway. Touch Day is, I, I have known Andy McNulty probably longer than I've known anybody else in this industry. Since Hi. way, way back, must go back about 12 or 14 years since I first met Andy. And then, of course, Tyann, who's their community ambassador, is is just she's the only woman I know who has 48 hours in her day. She has far <laughs> more hours than anybody else on this planet. <laughs> she is excellent. They were both fantastic to work with up front and, and helping in the process, too. Yeah, it actually goes back to the size of a company 
and the support you get so important that support and and I you know, our company uses Touchday we've got 150 digital guest guides wow. and manage them all from that same content hub so yes it it works like a charm <laughs> for us that's impressive it's it's definitely neat you know and I think too even with covid like you know, I used to do um, the old handbooks and the properties and stuff like that, you know, so with COVID again, all the new, new advanced cleanliness, you know, you don't want to wipe all those pages down. You don't want to have to clean them up. What happens if they get hidden? What happens if they're missing? The pictures are wrong. You know, all that crazy stuff that comes with that. So when I ran across touch day, I was like, this is amazing, yeah. <laughs> you know, to be able to change it in an instant. I, I love it. Yeah, we've we've actually been using it for our owners as well. So I I we've created an owner manual on the Touchday platform. And when we take on a new owner, we use it as a an information pack. So when we have a new inquiry, we send them part of it as as a sort of you know, the marketing tool. And then when they come on board, it expands and they get all the rest of the information that's in there. And, and we, it, it, it is one in the content hub, but we can add in, we add in their contract, we add in a link to their website listing so they can see that. And we add in a link to the digital guide for their cottage. Wow. That's so they, awesome. They have everything. The, the owner has everything in one place. So we can say, can you check your digital guide? Make sure that we have it accurate. Can you check your listing? And it's all there. So, uh, so that's, that's just another use for it that uh, that I, I promote a lot because I think it, it works really, really well. So I want to talk about marketing because I know, you know, you've got your own website and your website was done by ICND? Uh, yes, they built out the booking engine. Um, it's the front end is a WordPress site um, that I've worked on and had a friend help me with the initial design and keep up with that and then partnered up with ICND for the direct bookings, which has been awesome. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So what, what percentage of direct bookings are you doing? Surprisingly, right now, I'm about 50-50. So 50 are coming in direct and then the rest are through VRBO. Yeah, I, th- I think that's amazing. I mean, you know, I posted in the Facebook group earlier on today about, you know, we, we've been at 100% direct booking since May. Um, but we have been going for 17, uh, 18 years. <laughs> we, we started di- as direct, started as a direct booking site way back in 2003. So we, wow. we sort of went over to the dark side for a little while. <laughs> now we've come back again. Oh, that'll be, those are my goals. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's doable. It, it's absolutely doable. I will be talking to you about that um, after this interview, because I'm really looking, looking for those companies that are really serious about more direct booking. Cause I think we should get together and, and pool our, pool our knowledge resources and wins and help each other out. So I will be in touch with you about that. Also, for those of you listening, if any of you out there are really doing well, and I'm looking looking more so for property management companies of any size, from a couple of properties up to whatever, however many you have, um, if you're really serious about going the direct booking route and you want to join us in, in a sort of sort of a mastermind or a, a network, 
so that we can all help each other out, then please get in touch with me at heather at vacationrentalformula.com and um, we'll take you to the next step. So what else do you do? What, you know, where else do you market? There is a uh, local regional site, ECBYO, and one coast by owner. That's Joe's, isn't um, it? Yes. Joe Godar. Yes. Yeah, Joe, Joe's, yes. been, Joe's been on the show, so I'll make I'll put a link to that episode as well in the show notes. So uh, perfect. Um, yeah, they're fantastic. They're they're such amazing people. So um, that's been huge. You know, you get two different websites with them with your listing, and then you have access to their different Facebook groups. So uh, the Facebook groups have honestly um, been super popular down here and growing, where folks just go in and say, "Hey, you know, I'm looking for a two bed, a four bed, whatever." Uh, here are my dates. This is how many people I'm bringing. And you just post your links and they come straight to you. So that's definitely been a huge uh, asset for me. And then, you know, just full circle doing the local marketing, you know, getting involved. Uh, you know, we sponsor and, and help with some events that happen at the Boathouse Oyster House in Dustin, you know, and so the nice thing is when we're sponsoring those events with them, it gets me in front of the locals. Sometimes there's also tourists down there, you know, and I've got koozies and bags and sand pails and all sorts of stuff with my logo on it. I learned that a long time ago, smother your logo on anything you can. <laughs> and, uh, just getting it out there like crazy. Uh, I don't think you can ever do it enough getting your name out in front of people. You mentioned something there about Facebook groups and about the, the, the Destin Facebook groups. And it's something I mentioned in, a, in an episode about a month or so, a couple of months ago, uh, about you know if, if there aren't Facebook groups in your area to, to actually create one. Because I mean, we've got four or five up here in Ontario that have been created by other people but we're getting a mass of traffic through those Facebook groups. And I, I think it, it's a form of marketing that not a lot of people are doing or know about. And it is, it is certainly working for us. It's obviously working for you too. So that, you know, definitely something to, uh, for people to consider. What about other social media platforms? How do you find that as a source of traffic? Um, yeah, so I've been um, pretty heavily involved with Instagram and Facebook. Kind of my vision with that uh, was not to be all salesy, but to be more of that inspiration board. Um, you know, people want to, or at least I'm me, I assume everybody's like me. <laughs> yeah, when you're on Instagram, you've been working all day, you're, you know, scrolling through, you just want to see something that's fun or relaxing or beautiful. Um, I don't want to be sold to. And so that's kind of, you know, again, been my route with everything is providing those just beautiful beach pictures, you know, providing local insights. Hey, we went to this great steakhouse or this local events going on, you know, just little things like that. And, um, you know, for me, um, it's, it's been very important to me to be authentic. And so, Pretty much all of the pictures that I post are mine. Um, there's been a couple stock images that I've pulled. But other than that, I just feel like to be genuine and authentic, it needs to be mine. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having a little bit of a photography background obviously gives me that, you know, that foot forward where I can go and make sure, you know, I'm taking nice pictures. And at the end of the day, you know, when I look at my Google Analytics, most of my traffic is coming in from social media uh, to the website, you know, so it's it's working. Again, if I'm getting in front of locals, my family and friends, and they see what I'm doing in this cool, relaxing, breathe easy vibe, 
they're going to send their friends and family that are coming to the area here. And if they happen to know any, you know, uh, owners looking for a property manager, they're going to be like, yeah, she's super cool and relaxing. You should go to Brittany. That is great. And some, something else I, I was going to mention earlier on, and I don't, I, I don't want to forget before we, we finish, is your About Us page on your site. I absolutely love it. You know what I'm like about, about us pages. You've got to be out there being personal, telling your story. And I think you do an amazing job of that. I shall make sure I put a link to that on the show notes, because this is what I mean when I'm saying, you, you know, get out there and do your about us page right. How did you feel about doing that? Did you feel that you were, you were sharing too much or it was about right or what? Oh, Lord. Yeah, I think I've rewritten a thing like a hundred times. Um, you know, it's... um. It's scary putting yourself out there. You know, you worry about that risk or if I get a creeper or something, you know, so it is definitely makes you feel very vulnerable. But again, you know, me being small, I knew that that's what I needed to do. And I knew that that was important to me that I want my guests to know who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want them to know that I live up the street. So if you're not going to be a great guest, I will come knocking at your door at two in the morning if I need to. And I don't know, I just, I feel like people respect it more, you know, when they know that there's a a human, a person behind it and not just a computer, again, another system or an operation where they just feel like they can get by. So, you know, it it definitely was scary. Like I said, sometimes I'd read and be like, oh, that's way too much or that's not enough. But at the end of the day, the people who want to read it are going to, the people who don't aren't. And I share that about us page everywhere. It's in a welcome email that goes out to the guest that says, hey, I'm sure you've already done your research on me. But if not, here it is for you. Um, It's in my touch day guide. You know, it's one of the very first, you know, tabs that they can read is here. Learn a little bit about me and who I am. And I, I truly believe it just creates a personal connection and it helps me with owners. It helps me with guests. They know who I am. And then, of course, you know, I learned to know who they are. So definitely appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> you, you just did a re- such a really good job. Um, it's, it's sort of a model about us page. So uh, Thank you. I'll be sharing that one around. Before we finish, I just wanted to ask you if you've got any more tips to give a new property manager entering the business today. I know you mentioned one earlier on, but anything else that you can, because I know I, I, I hear, I hear this every day and somebody says, you know, I've got a couple of properties and I just want to get bigger and don't know how to do it. And what's the best way? Yeah. Um, I wrote down a couple, I think that were important. I think first off, you have to know what your vision is. You have to know what kind of properties, what kind of clientele that you want. If you go into it as a hot mess, probably what you're going to be, or it's just going to take you a long time to correct the issues to be successful. Um, so I think, you know, knowing who you want to represent, you know, are you a heads and beds person? Are you a quality versus quantity person? You know, do you want to have pet friendly rentals and cater to that? You know, so I think knowing your audience is going to help you grow successfully, put one foot forward in front of the other, you know, having that even a very simplistic business plan to me is important. The other thing, and one thing why I love this industry, ask people questions <laughs> and listen with both ears. This industry is so fantastic in talking to each other. And I like, I might cry because it, 
I had so many cheerleaders along the way that, you know, with different vendors and stuff that have known me and have become friends and and they knew my situation. They knew what my goal and dream was of, of having my own management company. And they helped me, you know, that anytime I had a question, if I didn't know how to do this or that, you know, when I was trying to write my own rental agreements because I couldn't afford a lawyer up front, they would put me in contact with other PMs that were successful and they would help. Um, so again, just ask the question and just listen and, and in return, provide help to somebody else who needs something. You know, we, we all don't do everything perfectly, especially the first time. <laughs> um, so this is definitely one of the most open and communicative um, industries I've ever seen where we're all willing to help each other. Even my next door neighbor, they're, you know, they're a competitor. I'm still willing to talk to them. That is such that's such a great attitude to, to to have, you know. Just get out there and ask the questions. When I when I started twenty five years ago, people weren't willing to give the answers. It you know it was, it was so com- tight and competitive, and and now it's just so refreshing that you know we we have a network of um, twelve now property managers, and we get together once a month and we share all these things that we're all experiencing exactly the same. And it's just, it's just, you know, such, so great to dump some of this stuff and have people say, (laughs) yeah, I know exactly what you mean. We've been through the same thing. Um, so, so yes, I, I love that. Get out there and ask the questions. And I know that, you know, you've asked questions on the Facebook group and other Facebook groups, and you also contribute a huge amount when somebody else asks. So it's, it's this great two-way thing. If you've got knowledge, you share it. If you've got questions, you ask them, and the networks just will grow from there. So, you know, thank you for all you do, Brittany, for other people that are out there at the beginning and, and looking for help because, you know, you, you are, you're giving back, which is fantastic. Thank you. I love it. I love this industry. So, well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I think we will talk again, you know, fairly soon, I hope, when we get to talk a bit more about Book Direct and see if we can if we can all help each other out a little bit more on that front because I have this vision of more and more companies getting into where we are and being at 100% and being very happy doing it. That's not to say we don't, you know, we're we're probably going back to VRBO for a little while for some off-season time. But when you are doing a lot of book direct work, you can actually choose how you use them and then they don't get to use you. Absolutely. I think everybody's got to use their resources wisely. So (laughs) when you you control your your destiny and, and have control of your payments and your policies, especially during COVID, we all learned that very much. Um, having that control, I mean, it's our business anyway. So yeah. I think they're all, they're all good resources out there, but definitely whatever we can do to bring that attention directly to us, you know, and just educating guests. Like I think to me, that's the biggest thing that guests just don't understand. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying every once in a while, do like a quick video. One should come out tomorrow, you know, of, like one day I just explained what a vacation rental was. It was a three minute video clip posted on Facebook tomorrow. It's talking about what is, what is a listing site because guests have no idea what this stuff is. So um, I'm definitely excited, you know, and willing to work with you. And I think a lot of it just stems from the education part. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I totally agree. Okay. I think I'm done with all my questions. (laughs) 
Awesome. It's, no, it's been, it's been absolutely great talking with you and, uh, and we will talk again very soon. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much, Brittany, for, for joining me. Always an absolute pleasure to talk to a fellow property manager and to hear about how they manage their business the challenges they have, the joys, the despairs, <laughs> and to hear about the tips and the recommendations and suggestions that they can share with us. And certainly for those of you who are smaller, thinking about growing, then I think some of the things that, that Brittany shared are going to be super helpful to you. She learned a lot from the nine years with, a, with another property management company, brought a number of things into the business at Breathe Easy Rentals. But she's also, as she said, in that final stages there, learning so much about the business from others by doing the networking. This is why we love to see you over at the Facebook group, the Business of Short-Term Rentals and Property Management, because the more we can share, the more we can network, the better we're all going to be. So before I leave, I just want to mention our virtual vendor showcase. Mentioned it a couple of times before, but we are heading into this um, sort of more big time as we go into the spring and the summer of 2021. It's been a tough, tough year this past year, 2020, for vendors and suppliers. They haven't had the benefit of going to exhibitions. They haven't had the benefit of going to conferences and talking to people. And that is the way that they sell their products. It's the way they get the information out there to tell people what great services and platforms that they have. So all they really have to rely on at the moment are their websites. And we all know that we can go to a website and it's bells and whistles and we're nowhere near as trusting as we used to be. We want to hear from other people. We want to hear from the people that are using it. We want to hear about whether they, they get good support, whether the onboarding was tough or, or whatever. So what we're doing in the Virtual Vendor Showcase is describing the product or service, but we're also interviewing the founder I'm doing an interview just like I did with Brittany, but it's a little bit shorter. So I interview the founder. I also interview one of their best clients. And I'm then able to ask those questions about support and about onboarding and about whether the company is actually delivering what they promised. So if you'd like to take a look, go on over to vacationrentalformula.com. Right there on the front page, you'll see a link to the virtual vendor showcase. So we've got half a dozen companies in there at the moment. And you'll see Vintori, the company that will help you. They're helping us with our owner acquisition strategy. You'll see Touchstay. You know how passionate I am about the Touchstay platform. And now we've heard that Brittany is also a Touchstay client as well. You'll hear about the Guest View Guide, which is a product that I trialed last year and it was super successful in one of our properties. And I, you know, I, I really endorse that one because I've used it and I love it. You'll also uh, hear from NoiseAware. You've heard from them already through this podcast and right at the moment because they are our major sponsor at this time. So I've done an interview with NoiseAware and one of their clients so that, uh, you know, you can hear a little bit more from a client point of view. 
You'll also hear about ConvertBox, the easiest and most powerful on-site engagement software that you can use to convert website visitors into leads. So over the course of the next few months, we're going to be adding many, many more of these companies in this very unique way, allowing you to watch and listen to the interview with the founder and one of their clients. So please go on over there, take a look. So that's it for this week. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Um, before you go, I'd just like to remind you to go and leave me a five-star review at iTunes if you possibly could. It allows us to boost the podcast up in the rankings, which is always very important. And since we are going to hit 1 million downloads this year, probably later in the year, it will help us get there a little bit faster because the more feedback we get, the more five-star reviews we get, the higher we go up in the rankings, and the more listeners we get. So I'd love it if you go over there. If you want to connect with me, please do. Heather at vacationrentalformula.com and I will get back to you. And in the meantime, I will see you again next week. Thanks again for listening to this episode brought to you by NoiseAware. For more information and to connect with the NoiseAware team, visit vacationrentalformula.com forward slash NoiseAware or simply click the link in the description section of this episode on your smart device. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.